This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Today's show comes from January the 7th, back in 2014, featuring the good Dr. Ray Lampy. The second segment today is all Greg Lampy, something that I just found hilarious, and I wanted to reshare it. Let's get right to it. Let's kick it off with Greg and Ray Lampy from January the 7th, back in 2014. Ray Lampy joining us here on the show. We're doing our uh, now monthly Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. Uh, the website, if you want to go to uh, and uh, submit a question to us, askdrbbq.com, or if you just want to visit Ray's site to catch up on what he's doing, uh, drbbq.com. Ray, let me ask you something here. And, you know, obviously, you know a lot about products. You've seen a billion things come and go over the years in relation to the industry of barbecue. And I was watching Shark Tank about a month or so ago, and there's a guy who's actually from this neck of the woods, Al Bubba Baker. He played uh, many years for the Detroit Tigers before he ended his career here in Cleveland. The Lions, with the Bron- or, uh, Yes, I'm sorry, the Lions, whatever. Uh, I'm a Browns fan, and that's it, uh, which has been painful. But uh, he ended his career here in Cleveland, and he has actually patented, he holds a patent for boneless baby back ribs and i believe they're technically termed uh, back rib steak but as someone who has seen as i said a lot of different products go through the barbecue market do you think that if baby back ribs would have the bones taken out of them that more people would decide to eat them or do you think that and and look let's be honest two sharks were battling over his product when it was all said and done and he did end up making a deal but more are people gonna eat more ribs because there's no bones you know, they might, man. I, I looked at that video today. I couldn't find the actual episode, but there's a promo video from Bubba Baker and his daughter basically laying out what they were going to say to the shark. So I got, I think I got the gist of what the deal was. It's a pretty cool product. You got to, in a world of people who like to buy stuff and microwave it, I'm going to tell you that's, it looked like it'd be pretty good. I, I, you know, there's no bones in it. If you saw how they served it, they had some cut into like strips, like ribs. They had some cut into chunks, like putting a toothpick in it. Uh, one, like a half of that hunk was on a sandwich. Hell, I sure wanted to eat that. And one you would eat with a knife and fork. I thought it was cool, man. I, I, I was really kind of surprised. I, but I got to tell you, we did the cookoff before kickoff thing. We were in, I don't even remember. And ribs was one of our categories in Atlanta. And Z-Man, John Ziegler from Arizona or from uh, Louisiana, he did that. He took a slab of spare ribs, cut all, took all the bones out of it, and then cut it in chunks so we could sample out ribs to hundreds of people. So I hope he didn't violate that guy's patent. Yeah, I was going to say, and, and he wouldn't go into detail during, because everybody, of course, all the sharks wanted to know, well, how are you getting the bones out of the back ribs that you're using? And evidently that's where the whole patent comes in. I mean, obviously he doesn't hold the patent on uh baby back ribs that would be ridiculous but whatever his process is i mean have you seen attempts at removing bones and and marketing boneless ribs before and we're not talking about the mcrib here but actual boneless back ribs no the only time i've ever seen it done i've seen 
uh, restaurants take like yesterday's ribs, take the bones out and cut the meat into strips and put it on a sandwich. So serve like a real rib sandwich. Uh, and I've seen guys do it on the internet, you know, to make a big rib sandwich. I think Phil from uh, the brother and barbecue brother made, took a, a whole slab, took all the bones out and put it on a giant hoagie roll and made a sandwich. I've seen guys goofing around it, but I've never seen it in, in a business like that. Um, I mean, I think everybody will. I, I can't imagine what his patent is, how he could tell people they can't take the bones out of the rib before they serve it. So I think I think it'll spread. I think you'll see it. Uh, I, I've not seen it before in a restaurant, but I think it will catch on. And, you know, the other thing you got to think about, we've got those giant slabs of back ribs now. The restaurants don't want any part of those things. You know, they want to give you a whole slab that weighs one and a quarter pounds. You go to Sam's Club, you're getting a three, three and a half pound slab of ribs. It's sort of a practical way to cut that thing into four pieces. I also don't want three bones, but three bones, as you know, on one of them things is a, a pound and a half hunk of ribs. Um, it's a pretty good way to make that gigantic slab into a whole bunch of servings. Uh, so I really think from a, a business point of view, I think it's a pretty cool idea. And yes, I do think people will buy it. Um, it's still going to cost a whole lot more than one of them nasty patties, though. And that's going to be the problem, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, that kind of uh, dovetails nicely to my next question. We're talking with Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. And this is one that I've actually wanted to ask you about probably for the last uh, month or two months, which is there seems to be, especially over this past year, a lot of fast food chains jumping into the barbecue scene offering such succulent treats as the McRib, as I'd mentioned before, uh, various pulled pork sandwich variations, and of course uh, that newest one that Arby's came out with this summer, which was the Smokehouse Brisket Sandwich. Uh, I guess, first things first, which of any of those have you tried? Uh, what What's good and what's passable and what should go and die? And, and I guess what are your thoughts on the business model at hand for these fast food chains trying to introduce the barbecue? Well, I think trying to introduce barbecue is really a good thing. I think we should all be proud of that, that it has come that far, that that Burger King really sees it as a legit category and has jumped in in a big way. Uh, um, Arby's as well, and, and our friend is actually in the commercial. I could, How much of it have I tried? Well, I've always eaten McRibs. I do like them. I probably claim to like them more than I actually do, but, <laughs> but just for the sake of argument, I will. I will go on the side of McRibs are good. Um, Burger King, <laughs> earlier this year, I had a contract on my desk to do a small project as the spokesman for the Burger King first wave of barbecue sandwiches. So I went over to the local Burger King and figured I better eat this stuff and see what it's like. And it, man, it was bad. It, the the pork sandwich was so sweet. Have you eaten one of those things? No, never. It was so sweet. It was like I couldn't eat it. it. It was so. And then I ate a burger with with barbecue sauce on it or something. I don't even remember. And they they then I had the contract and then they they disappeared and they pulled out on me. Um, it was one of two things. I think they probably just knew my heart wasn't in it. You know, I, I was going to take the money and I thought it would be good exposure, but man, my, my heart wasn't in it. I got to be honest. It was either that or they just knew I wasn't very influential in the barbecue. World. So let me ask you this better question. Uh, yeah, of course I did. I'm not. I'm not even going to dignify that for one second. Um, when let's say they didn't pull the contract out for whatever reason, they left it out there, and you said you were going to take it. You know, at what point where does the internal struggle take place, where you know what's good and and you know what Doctor Barbecue's brand is going to be out there endorsing, 
And on the other side, you're like, man, it's, it's, it's Burger King. It's one of the biggest chains out there. And on top of that, you know, the cash is pretty good. And now you have this internal struggle of, am I going to... Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'll just host the show from here, Greg. Don't worry about it. I think he had a, left a dog in or something. Okay, I'll just answer the question. Uh, yes, there is an internal struggle because you don't want to, you know, managing the, the world of being Dr. Barbecue is something you want to think about and you have to uh, you have to be true to who you are. And that's probably why it fell through because I just, my heart wasn't in it. But from a business point of view, hey, sometimes you got to take the money. It's part of being an entrepreneur. But also, I think it was so far out there that nobody was going to take it serious. So I wasn't really that worried about it. Sandy was more worried about it than I was. I didn't think there was any anyone was going to take it seriously. So I was willing to do it. Um, and I would have had to shut my mouth for the extended period of time. That's how those contracts are written. Um, I also, one time I was almost the spokesman for the barbecue crock pot. Remember that thing? Oh, yeah. And, and similar thing happened. They pulled out at the last second. And I think, once again, they really just knew my heart wasn't in it. <laughs> Ray Lampy joining us here on the show. Sorry, Ray, I had to uh, take off there for because my kid fell down the stairs. Yeah, first, the show must go on, Greg. Yeah. I rolled through. First, uh, first time uh, with a house that actually has stairs in it, going from a, uh, a ranch house to a colonial. And, well, you know, sometimes kids fall right down the goddamn stairs while you're doing the show. Make sure nobody broke a neck. Uh, Ray Lampy joining us here on the show. Ask drbbq.com if you want to submit a question to us or drbbq.com, which is Ray's website. To put in your request for a future show, please contact John Solberg via email at john, J-O-N, at the bbqcentralshow.com. Hey, before we kick off the second segment, I got a question for you. Are you following the Barbecue Central Show on social media? It is easy to do and much appreciated. Whatever your favorite platform is, you can go to BBQ Central Show on Instagram or at BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitter. Again, very much appreciated. Give the big show a follow. That said, let's jump right into the second segment today. Over the break, I'm wondering if anybody saw this. I'm pulling it up right now. Let me see if I can get over to the screen here. Did you see this? A fight over barbecue sauce lands couple in jail. Yeah. Uh, This was actually written on December 26th. However, Dateline Denbo, Pennsylvania. Denbo, Pennsylvania. A Western Pennsylvania couple found themselves in prison on Christmas Eve after a fight over barbecue sauce. What? Get that big stuff out of here. The Washington Observer reporter said Tracy Lee Giffen, 42, and her boyfriend, William Ballas, 56, got into a fight after Giffen forgot to bring barbecue sauce home from the store. State police at Bell Vernon said... Giffen bit Ballas on the nose and hand, and Ballas struck Giffen in the eye during the struggle. The fight happened at the home in Denbo, Washington County, at 10 p.m. Tuesday evening. 
On Christmas Eve, the couple was arraigned early Christmas morning, and simple assault and harassment charges were given. A January 7th court date was set for the couple. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Get that big stuff out of here. Uh, We don't have anything better to fight about than barbecue sauce. How does that speak to our industry? These two people are casting a black eye on the barbecue industry. Or perhaps people would look at it as, man, these people are really passionate about barbecue. So much so that, man, if if you don't bring that barbecue sauce, things are going to get out of control quickly. And if I might add, you know, that lady is throwing down. She is biting eyeballs and punching faces, biting noses. Nothing, what I've always, growing up, what I've always said, nothing better than spending Christmas Eve in the stir. Love it. That's where I try to end up every Christmas Eve. What can I do? To get my ass thrown in jail. I know. I'm going to beat my woman down over barbecue sauce. You know, it's like the old saying goes, man, if I've told her once, I've told her a thousand times. Don't forget my barbecue sauce, damn it. Get that big stuff out of here. Hey. Hey, woman. Go to the store and get my barbecue sauce. Don't forget it. Or you're going to get them beaten. Damn it. And then... 15, 20 minutes later, passes. Here she comes home. Uh, Let's see. I got this. I've got that. Um, You know, all of a sudden she gets home. She puts the bags down. Hey, hey, Kathy Gifford, where's my barbecue sauce? The fear sets in. Uh Uh This is playing in her mind. Uh Uh This isn't going to go well for me. Oh, this isn't going to go well for me. Um, Ed, I forgot the barbecue sauce. Oh, no! We suck again! Woman, I told you, don't forget my barbecue sauce. Now it's on like neck bone sucker. Get that big stuff out of here. And then that's where the beating begins. Watch out. But she's not having it. She's jab, jab, right hook. He's poking her in the eyeball. Ow! Woman, I told you, don't forget my barbecue sauce. I'm going to have to poke your eyeball out. Don't call the cops. It's Christmas Eve. We're going to end up in jail on Christmas Eve. Santa doesn't come to visit bad boys and girls in the hoose cow, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe you didn't know that. Hoose cow. I don't know if uh, anybody's listening to me, but Dave Bosca is breaking down beef cuts in instant chat. It's a classic instant chat here on the Barbecue Central show, by the way. Um, Wanted to give you an update from the case since it happened for being the very essence of douchebaggedness. They were both given the electric chair on New Year's Day. They go! Get that big stuff out of here. Not really. I think the last live show, I wanted to mention this. There's a Facebook friend of mine. I have thousands, and you don't. Facebook post from Steve Ray that said, Hey, I agree with you. Don't buy the cheap cooker, because that's like my thing, right? When people ask me about what cooker should I buy and this, that, and the other thing, I always say, Look, 
you know, obviously you're going to have to set a budget. Undoubtedly, you're going to have to set a budget. We all know that. But go to the high end of the budget. You know, don't do yourself a disservice and buy cheap because it feels good in your head and in your heart. But when you actually get the piece of crap back to your house, it performs poorly. It makes subpar food. No matter how well you're doing it in advance, the actual cooking part, which, you know, now taking out of your hands, you know, if the apparatus can't perform well or it doesn't have good vent or whatever the case may be, you know, there's a, there's a problem. So, I don't know. What can I tell you? And then we have angry people not winning the uh, the gift certificate. It's got to be the first one. It's got to be the first one. So anyway, take some of the Christmas money. If you're going to be buying a cooker, you know, buy a Weber Smoky Mountain. Don't buy a $40 charbroil. Uh, buy the Weber gas grill. Uh, don't buy the bottom end Fiesta or Thermos that you get at Target for crying out loud. Unless you only want it for like two months. You only need it for two months, fine. You know, buy the cheap and get rid of it. But if you're going to really be using it and you want to be able to uh, keep some type of heat control and maintenance over it and you want to find uh, replacement parts for it in a fairly easy fashion, going not high-end, but going mid-end is a, is a good entry point. You'll thank me for it later. So, uh, Steve, uh, learning that uh, I am speaking the truth. Now Meathead and Dave Bosca are uh, holding court up. You two should be doing your own show. It can be called, uh, I have a name for the show, Butcher the Meathead. I like it. And there you have some of the best moments from January the 7th in 2014. Butcher the Meathead. That stuff's funny. You just, it's funny. It's hilarious. Hey, thank you so much for checking it out. If you want to hear the rest of this show, there's a lot more great information. Head on over to the bbqcentralshow.com. In the post under this show will be a link to take you direct to this full episode. While you're there, as always, I will ask that you subscribe to the Barbecue Central Show via podcast. Never miss an episode of this show or the really big Barbecue Central Show again. Thank you so much for checking it out. Until next time, I'm your host, John Solberg. I look forward to talking to you again soon.